Hi everyone, welcome to Block Talk, an episode on tokens. So, I am Neda Singh, this is Marley Gray, and we're here to talk to you about tokens and TTF. So, Marley, tell me, what are tokens really? Well, you already know what tokens are. They surround you um, all the time. You use them every day without really thinking about it. Um, you have them in your wallet. Um, you get them from people uh, all over the place. For example, when you uh, go to a, a nice restaurant, you're taking your laptop bag or your coat and you go to the coat check, you give them a coat and they give you a little token. It's a little ticket, that's your claim check. Um, that is a token. Uh, currency, money, uh, dollars, um, those are tokens as well. Um, so uh, people know what tokens are. Um, the technology makes it seem more complex than it really needs to be. Um, so. Um, what we're going to do is talk about how you can think about tokens in non-technical ways. Okay, that's great. So you're saying that my jacket here can also be represented as a token. It sure can. Hmm. Um, you uh, give it to a coat check, um, you're actually doing that. Interesting. All right, so now that we know what tokens are, can you tell me a little bit about how we represent these tokens digitally? Sure. Digital tokens are um, represented um, by Typically on ledgers or blockchains, Bitcoin uh -huh. is the, the first sort of blockchain implementation and it was Bitcoin is a token, essentially. Uh, cryptocurrency is a type of token. Uh, but I we bet can you really, didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but we can tokenize just about anything. Um, it's essentially a way for you to represent value uh, uh -huh. that others um, on the same network recognize as that value and take that value at well, face value, that's where that term <laughs> comes from. Uh, without having you, you don't have to trust me. So when I exchange currency, dollar bills, mm -hmm. you don't have to go, well, is this a shady character or not? If the mm -hmm. dollar bill seems authentic, uh, which tokenization is um, that's probably the most important aspect of a token, is that you have to trust in that token's authenticity, meaning it's you know, not a forgery or, or counterfeit. Um, so we use the blockchain to be able to cryptographically represent something mm -hmm. of value. Now that value can be what we call intrinsic, like uh -huh. a cryptocurrency, where the actual, uh, where you hold the token, it's actual value itself, or it can be like a reference value, like the uh, coat example. You can give your coat and you get back a coat check. The, uh -huh. the ticket itself to get your coat back is a reference token. It's not actually valuable in itself. Um, you're not likely to be able to go to a different restaurant and, and redeem uh, that ticket for someone else's coat, for example. Um, <laughs> a better coat. Yeah, you're not going to really upgrade those. So that, that lets you sort of get an idea for why uh, blockchains and distributed ledgers are uh -huh. really good for representing tokens. And I like to think of them as like the foundational aspect of, of blockchains because it's the medium of exchange between the counterparties. Uh, so it's super, super important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, so what is the what is the problem? <laughs> Boys, lots of problems with the development aspect. Well, the, the development aspect is um, most tokens that people are uh, building today. Um, they'll either build them on sort of a, a blockchain type of uh, a Bitcoin type style network that's built specifically for cryptocurrencies. Uh, Stellar is an example of that. Um, or you have an, another type of blockchain like Ethereum, uh -huh. where you have um, tokens, and you see lots of innovation on that side of the house, where you're you're being able to tokenize just about anything. Um, the problem with that is, is there's so many different ways of um, of uh, describing tokens, and we're letting the developers actually define these terms. 
Um, and the, there's a big disconnect now between what business people are understanding what tokens are, and there's a lot of misconceptions there. And the information developers are providing um, is way too in the weeds, uh, using terminology that's inconsistent across platforms. So it becomes sort of a, a mess uh, trying to at least agree on terms where you can describe it uh, sort of uniformly across uh, the ecosystem, regardless of what your platform is. Um, so there's, there's a lot of blockchain influence going into sort of business uh, realms, which uh, really is making it difficult for us to, 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 to move it forward. So lots of confusion. Gotcha. So there's no standardization, what you're saying, and it needs to be business to technical. Well, there you just uh, identified the, the problem space, and, and now there is a uh, standard <laughs> that we're working on, and that will introduce us into the token taxonomy, which is... This is the first way how we can start to resolve this problem? Is that what, what I'm hearing that's, you That's say? right. Okay. Yeah. So the token taxonomy actually came uh, from uh, Microsoft. We, we built it internally just as a training vehicle to, to educate people that didn't really understand what a token was and they sort of had misconceptions and thought everything was a cryptocurrency. Um, so we built the token taxonomy as a way for people to sort of break tokens down to understand them like mm -hmm. they understand a coat check. Uh, or understand uh, currency, or understand a mortgage, or understand uh, you know uh, owning a or getting a receipt for purchase of some item uh, to have a proof of purchase. Those are all tokens that we use every day. Um, and to be able to do that, people understand how those things behave. Like a, mm -hmm. an airline ticket is a token, and people. And if you've traveled, you understand an airline ticket. You can't just well most airlines. You can't mm -hmm. just get an airline ticket and go sit in first class. Unless your ticket is for a first-class seat, um, I would you, like to do that. And I can, <laughs> I can also just give you my ticket, and you go board the plane for me. That it doesn't true. work that. There's, nope. there's a whole bunch of rules that we all understand uh -huh. that can apply to tokens, and tokens can do those things too. It's just we don't describe it that way. So what the token taxonomy does is it lets us describe uh, tokens in everyday language, and this is what the taxonomy does. It breaks them down into uh, individual. Um, tokens with behaviors and properties and we can like build a, a way for you to compose a, a token design it from a business perspective of what you're actually trying to accomplish got it so who so tell me more about who is developing this token taxonomy so the the token taxonomy initiative um, was formed in April of this year um, mm -hmm. it's comprised of all the major platforms so the ethereum EEA um, ethereum Alliance enterprise ethereum Alliance uh, Hyperledger and IBM, a digital asset, uh, Corda or R3 and Corda, uh -huh. and we're adding more and more platforms, but also it's the business uh, people, so the large banks, uh, large consultancies as well, are all joining in to sort of come together to agree on this token taxonomy to define a uh, the token taxonomy framework, which is actually a way for you to build tokens and describe them. Um, in a standard way that's platform neutral. So it doesn't have that, remember I talked about how developers were like bleeding blockchain-y <laughs> stuff up into the business realm? This sort of pushes that back down and says, you know what, we can articulate the concepts that you're trying to articulate in the business realm without putting in terms that people will, will find confusing. Um, so the Token Taxonomy Initiative is the uh, governing body. It's an open source uh, community where we're building the Token Taxonomy Framework that lets you build uh, as a business person, a regular person can go design a token from scratch or just learn about tokens in a common way. 
Uh, and it really lets us have a common set of terms and definitions to approach business people and even regulators uh, to really accelerate the adoption of tokens as a medium of exchange between people and blockchains. Got it. So then uh, what you're saying is TDI is coming together uh, by uh, by the main uh, blockchain protocols, uh, not just the blockchain protocols, but the biggest industry players who are invested in the technology because they see a lot of promise in it. Yeah, that's a key um, point is this is very, very much industry driven uh, and the promise of being able to create industry specific uh, portions of the taxonomy that will allow us to start exchanging tokens, not within uh, just the same vertical industry, but across them, which is where the real value uh, will reside. Uh, I see. So can you then tell us a little bit about like how is it being done? Like what right. are the artifacts? What's the process? Yeah, so tokens, the way we think about them in every day, uh, like airline tickets and, and coat check tickets and things mm -hmm. like that, we can describe those things or we can decompose them into uh, smaller pieces. So we can describe a um, the, the tokens in the base foundational token mm -hmm. types, and there's two, there's a, a fungible type and a non-fungible type. And a mm -hmm. fungible type is like a dollar, uh, where we'll freely exchange them um, back and forth and not worry about, um, um, you know, not having equal value. Whereas um, like the coat check ticket is what we call non-fungible. Whereas if I take the, the ticket and um, and and you have your ticket and I have my ticket and we exchange the tickets and you go, uh, get my coat, you might be disappointed in the coat that you receive <laughs> because it's non-fungible, right? It's it's not going to have the same value uh, as another coat check ticket. It looks exactly the same, has a different Got number. Uh, I think the property titles are very similar to that. So so from, from layman people like me, right. so fungible is interchangeable, if you will, a dollar, the dollar I own or the dollar you own are the same, is it? Right. whereas uh, the code check ticket is uh, is not interchangeable because my code could be very different, and I'm sure no guy wants to go home with a woman's code, right? To right. take that example further, got it. Yeah, okay. so you have that, and then you also have like what type of value we talked about, uh -huh. sort of intrinsic value, where the actual holding of the token itself is the value, like uh -huh. a cryptocurrency. And then there's a reference value, that's the, the code uh, example and the property title. Um, so we have those types of things that we can define about the base token. Mm -hmm. And then really you differentiate from there using behaviors. So behaviors are like transferable and non-transferable. So like the airline ticket, for example, is non-transferable. You can't just give it to someone else. Um, and it's also, most, usually they're non-refundable unless you actually <laughs> purchase a non-refundable ticket. So we have all these types of behaviors that we can describe. And a lot of them are industry specific, like insurable, uh, encumberable. I mean, there's all these uh, uh, vertical industry behaviors that will be defined that can then be plugged in because they're all decomposed and you can compose them together to build custom tokens very easily. Ah, so I want to I want to learn more about that, but uh, but just just to make sure that I understand what you the importance of being uh, of doing this as part of uh, this initiative is that at the industry levels, not only will we describe what these tokens are and their business use cases is, but how these behaviors can be applied. Because I'm assuming that encumberable and insurable, all these behaviors not just apply to one or two verticals, but they probably have broader applicability. So it's more important to define that as a base, even though we may want to kind of, you know, maybe tweak them a little bit, if you will. All right. Yeah. So it lets us to do things like if I'm in one industry, like I'm in the supply chain and I'm uh -huh. tokenizing a document like a bill of lading or an invoice, and I want to make sure that 
my bill of lading is insurable. Well, I don't know exactly what the insurance companies need to have in my token for it to be marked as uh, insured. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll let them define that behavior and then I will just use it and apply it to my token. And what it lets me do is now my token is interoperable with the insurable behavior defined by the insurance specialists mm-hmm. uh, and contributed to the token taxonomy framework. So it really starts to allow that uh, us to approach uh, integration and interoperability um, from the ground up. Got it. All right. So this is this is this is really fascinating. Can we talk a little bit more about uh, what makes what makes these tokens repeatable? What makes this implementation similar? Or sorry, what makes this implementation simple? Ah, what makes it simple? Um, so using the the token taxonomy, uh, because everything is decomposed, you have a lots of building blocks. That you and you have with. a pie example, I've heard. You I do. Use. I do have a cool. pie example, and and this is sort of the pie example that we have. So. Uh, if you look at the token taxonomy framework, it has all these piles of ingredients and uh, what you want to do is grab your ingredients and put them together into an ingredients list. Mm-hmm. We call that a formula um, mm-hmm. and we call it a template formula where you'll, uh, each of the ingredients has a symbol and it's of a type, like a base type, a fungible or non-fungible. Uh, you can have hybrid tokens as well, but then you grab behaviors like transferable, um, mintable, burnable encumberable, those types of behaviors, and add them in as ingredients. But that's not enough. You, you need to then have the uh, direction. So I can, if I'm baking a pie and I just read the ingredients list, uh, I'm not ready to actually put the pie together. I actually need to know how many eggs I need and the milk and that's when I mix all that together. So that's what we call a template definition. Those two come together to create a specification or a full recipe for you to then bake that pie or create that token. Now that's done on the other side. The TTF doesn't do that for you, uh, but it lets you, uh, a developer, have a solid set of specifications to go write that token uh, implementation for whatever platform they want to use. Uh, and then link uh, the TTF specification to their implementation or to their source code. So it's really a good way for people to discover tokens as well um, from a developer uh, standpoint. Oh, that, that's actually wonderful. Uh, I think uh, we do have some additional sessions coming in uh, that will talk about this, not just the recipe that you described, but also the how, so the final baking, if you will, of the uh, of the pie itself as well. That's right. right. There's some automation yeah. that you could do here. Yeah. <laughs> so so this has been fascinating. fascinating. Uh, Marley, thank you so much for telling us what tokens are and making it so simple. Uh, I think the pie analogy is perfect. Um, <laughs> So folks, uh, thank you for spending the last few minutes with us. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, do check out uh, do check out a few uh, options that we have for you. Check out the tokentaxonomy.org where we have a number of uh, a number of artifacts the available. The documentation. The documentation. There's videos. And, and the videos. Of- and, and Marley's also written a really great white paper that kind of makes uh, these tokens really easy. Marley, do you want to give a small teaser to this as well? Oh, yeah. It just goes into details and it explains how the how you decompose the framework and describes each of the building blocks so that you can build uh, pie recipes. Great. So, uh, folks, don't forget to check it out, tokentaxonomy.org and the white paper at aka.ms slash token white paper. Until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks.